Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to another episode of the Kid Stays in the Podcast. I'm your host, Trey Cooper, and joining me today is... Solomon McLovin. What? <laughs> oh, God, that's... <laughs> your jokes are getting worse, and you're laughing at them harder. Okay. Well, you said a what? You were so shocked. Well, no bearing the lead there. I guess people probably have a pretty good idea of what movie we're going to be talking about today. Well, they clicked the... They clicked the episode. They know that they read the title. Oh, that's true. That makes a lot of sense. I guess we're not doing ambush, <laughs> ambush episodes <laughs> where people just, oh yeah. <laughs> this is the thought of somebody clicking on an episode, having no idea what the movie is that we're going to talk about. Yeah, that doesn't happen. So. Yeah. So as you saw in the thumbnail, we're getting went back into our way way back machine, dug into the vault. A movie that didn't seem like it came out that long ago, but for Solomon, it came out before. He was even born. He knows all the actors in the movie as old people, which is crazy. But they are like in their thirties, yeah, the late thirties now. That really? Yeah, that movie then. Yeah. So today we're going to be talking about, of course, super bad, super bad. Yeah. I don't know what you're going to say. What were you going to say? I was going to say another Greg Matola movie because we did Adventureland, trying to keep a theme going. See, we did Adventureland. Then we're watching another Greg, the Greg Matola movie that started it all off. This is a great theme. We did, we did Adventureland like three episodes ago, and now we're like, let's do another one. Well, he, Greg Matola doesn't have that many movies, right? So we're not going to just like cram them all out and, you know. You're right. You're right. Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, there's a plan. This was all planned. This was planned, yes. Yeah. We just wanted to give you all a break. Yeah, I, I remember loving Superbad whenever I first saw it, whenever I was a wee lad, and I thought someone was probably at an appropriate age, not necessarily to watch it, but to appreciate it. Um, and so, yeah, that's what we did. We watched it. And appreciated it. And we definitely did appreciate it. Yeah. I had a lot of appreciating. Um, but before we dive really deep into Superbad. Yes. Said, do you say said movie? Mm-hmm. That's good. Okay, okay. I'll I'll allow you to keep that. Thank you. Um, before we dive too deep into said movie, 
Let's do a couple of quick updates we have in entertainment news over the last week. Starting with, of course, our new favorite Marvel show. And our only new Marvel show. But it's our new favorite, I said. Okay, whatever. I don't, that was a weird thing to argue about. I didn't. I didn't mean to argue. I'm sorry, Dad. I love anyway, you sound like you have a. You sound like you're a little bit stuffed up. Do you have a little bit of a cold? No. It sounds like you do. Yeah. Um, I. Yeah. Yeah. It better just be a cold. It's not the. It's not the Omicron virus, is it? The Omicron. Why is it called the Omicron? I don't know. It's like the Holocron virus. I know. If you like, that's why people are calling the Transformers virus. Why don't they call it the the Star Wars virus? Because the Omicron is like an actual thing in Transformers. That's true. That's very true. Yeah, but you don't have the Omicron, right? We're not yeah. supposed to even joke about it. No, don't joke about it. They've been it. shutting down podcasts left and right for making jokes about it. Well, stop making jokes then. Um, but you feeling okay? Yeah, but if if you hear any like, ugh, <laughs> don't do that. I'm sorry, that was rude. It's blasting your snot through my headphones. I'm anyway, um, sniffling. That's the word. Well, do you feel good enough to uh, give us a quick rundown of what happened on this week's episode of Hawkeye? Okay, I'm going to do what I can. I'm going to do my best. Is it Hawkeye or Hawkeye? It's Hawkeye. But doesn't she call him Hawkeye? No. Someone calls him Hawkeye. <laughs> you sound <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> you just sound really dumb. Someone calls him Hawkeye. Hawk guy. Just the way you're talking, you're like, is it Hawk Eye or Hawk Guy? But someone does call him Hawk Guy. <laughs> so funny. Someone does call him Hawk it's Guy. It's funny. It's just really funny the way you're talking. Okay. Well, anyways, this is gonna give us a quick rundown of what happened with Hawk Guy this week. I'm. I'm gonna. I hate that. Um. I'm gonna do what I can. I'm. I. I was getting better. Where do I start? Okay. I don't know. Are you kidding me? I don't know. I know what it's about. Okay, what's it about? I just don't know how to, like... Just give a quick quick synopsis of what it's about. Fetch quest for Bishop to but, get arrows, because they're going to go on a mission. Right, but I feel like the fetch quest where, where Hawkeye is trying to get her to go get his special arrows was really just trying to get her out of the way, right? Because he was afraid that she was, gonna, she was getting herself put in too much danger. Well, she still had to do it. That's still what happened in the in the episode. Well, the episode starts off with Kate Bishop's mom asking Hawkeye to make sure that his daughter doesn't get hurt and basically telling him that his daughter is not going to be working with him. You know what? You do the synopsis. So I'm just saying that's kind of the imp- How do like you the- do a synopsis like that? So I'd be so I can start from the beginning for this. Well, we're just doing a recap of an episode. So yeah. But, but you need to know, we need to know some things. The whole plot of the episode is around Hawkeye realizing that he can't keep her safe and her realizing that after the mom talks to him that she's getting putting herself in danger. She's not a superhero. She's not an Avenger. And that's the reason why he keeps trying to sideline her. So if we just start in the middle talking about how she's getting sidelined, nobody's going to know why. Do you understand? Okay. Yes, I understand. Do you understand but like, now? I don't know how to do it then. How am I supposed to start do a synopsis? Sometimes you're supposed to start in the beginning if that's a key point. But sometimes you're not. If it's not a key, if it's not key I feel key like you enough. should be able to use your um, intuition. Well, no, you should not, actually. <laughs> do, you should never use your intuition. <laughs> that, that's rude. That's really mean. <laughs> Just do whatever doesn't come natural to you when it comes to telling the story, and then that's probably right. 
Okay. You need to just be able to let the audience know what the general idea is. And then, you know, you should know what details that they need to be able to tell the story. Okay. Well, the mom tells Hawkeye. Oh, my gosh. Don't just say what I already said. Okay. Well, you already said that. So yeah. y'all know that what the mom says to, tells the Hawkeye. Um, and the whole rest of the episode, he's trying to sideline her to keep her in danger. To keep her in danger. Keep her out of danger. Um, but they do a mission together. Yeah, they do. But he tries to keep her on recon, remember? Oh, yeah. yeah but yeah. she refuses to do it. Also, what she does is really stupid, which is they're trying to break into a house and steal a watch. Yeah, I don't know what the importance of the watch is. I don't think anybody knows. It's a MacGuffin right now. Are you sure? Yeah. I asked I asked around. Are you at, you asked your, yeah. um, uh, your, your I, Marvel comic? I asked around a lot. I asked I asked a lot of the Okay, right all right. All right. What what is so stupid about what she does? Um she refuses to follow his plan, which is to like use a grappling arrow and like go and break in the window and whatever and like you would do a heist. Mm-hmm. And she decides to walk in the front door, but she's wearing her like hawk girl whatever uniform. So she like walks in the front door with the bow and arrows. And in, like, a superhero costume. So, feels kind of stupid. And yeah, she immediately right. gets caught, um, which leads to a fun little action scene, which leads us to the world's least surprising crossover ever, and that is the reveal of my friend's celebrity crush, Florence Pugh. Yes. Hot off the wings of uh, the Black Widow movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. if anybody watched Black Widow, the end credit scene very clearly shows us that Florence Pugh is going to be in the Hawkeye show as a some kind of a antagonist because she is lied to and told that Hawkeye killed Black Widow. Mm-hmm. This is true. This is truth, truth. Yeah, so now Hawkeye is having to face off against someone who thinks he killed Black Widow, a Russian another widow agent, mm-hmm. uh, along with Echo, who still wants to kill him, thinking that he killed her dad. Oh, a lot of people think Hawkeye killed their loved ones. What's everyone go- going around framing him for, now that I think about it? Yeah. Both of the villains in this piece right now want to kill him because they think that he killed somebody that they loved. Well, we don't know if Hawkeye did kill the dad. I don't think Hawkeye killed the dad. But we don't know. But... One of uh, one of my uh, special agent friends did a frame by frame and pointed out that they very very clear, cleverly, cleverly. <laughs> Gee golly gosh, Willigers! We uh, have a great episode for you today, boys and girls. Don't restart us. I'm sorry. I was trying to say carefully and cleverly, so I said clearfully. It's very silly. Um, they very carefully edited the sequence in which her father is killed. So that you do not see Hawkeye or Ronan do the stabbing. Wow. So the fact that they edited it in such a way to where they could go back and change it tells me that he did not do it. And I bet we know exactly who did do it. Would you care to venture a guess? I'll wait. Boom, 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 boom. What are you doing? I don't know. <laughs> That's my waiting music. Uh, you know, like a freestyle mouth jazz. That was, that was quite nice. You couldn't figure it out? You don't know who it is? No. 
who else in this is really good with swords? Oh. Oh. The swordsman? The swordsman, a.k.a. Jack, a.k.a. the evil stepfather. So we think that Jack killed the dad? Bet you a million dollars. I bet you three dollars. Okay, that's that's easier for me. I bet you three dollars that it turns out that we get show the flashback again, and they pan out, and it's not Ronan who killed him. It is, in fact... Jack Black. No, Jack, Jack Swordsman. Jack, <laughs> Jack McSwordsman. Okay. Um, but yeah, so that sets up the final conflict with Florence Pugh. So they only have two episodes left in this in this uh, season. What? I know, it's a short season, only eight I... episodes total. Oh, no. And Florence Pugh There's just... There's no way we already have done six episodes. Yeah, we have... Are you serious? Uh-huh. Time is going by real fast. Oh, no. Oh. But yeah, Florence Pugh doesn't come in until the very end of the episode, so they only have two episodes to kind of establish her, I guess, figure out if she's going to be a protagonist or she's going to turn into an antagonist, establish Echo as a protagonist because she's getting her own show, as well as introducing us again to Kingpin. So a lot of heavy lifting these last two episodes. I'm wondering if you think they're going to make them a little bit longer. Do you think they're going to do like an hour and a half episodes, or do you think it's going to kind of be like... WandaVision really kind of stayed the same length. 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 Why are you being weird? <laughs> you're, 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 you're very, I'm being, you're, I'm being weird. It is a lot of weird things right now. I don't, think I don't so. know how I feel about it. I think I'm suffering from exhaustion. I think I'm suffering from like nose. Yes, you're suffering from nose. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, what do you think? Do you think we're gonna just see? It? They're just gonna have to cram it in there. Or you think I don't do know, them? man. Who knows what their plan is? Next season, another movie. They could do whatever they want. They're Marvel. They're they're the Messiah of movie of Marvel genres. Movie genre. They're of, the Marvel of mes- <laughs> Messiah of Marvel genres. <laughs> they're the Messiah of superheroes. Oh, you so suck. You suck. I just asking for a simple prediction. Obviously, we don't know what's gonna happen. Sure. Maybe like. At least guaranteed 45-minute episodes. Anyway, good episode. I'd rate it somewhere around a, a 7 or an 8. I know we don't normally rate episodes. I'm just arbitrarily doing it. Yeah. Same thing. I, guess I give it a 17 out of 40. That's really bad. I know. I give it a 10 out of 10. IGN. I don't know. I don't know what we're doing anymore. I think we need to kill this segment. All right. Next segment. Whoosh. Oof, let's get rid of... Let's get rid of... Uh, let's get rid of Hawkeye. Whoosh. Um... And we're not going to talk about this very, very long um, because this is not something that we cover on this beat, this here beat. But um, I think you'll see why I'm going to bring this up. Last week was the, I don't know what anniversary, but whatever. It was the, let's say, 17th annual, that seems like too many, 10th annual Video Game Awards. It really wasn't. I'm, I'm making that which annual one was. But it was the Video Game Awards. So why am I bringing up the Video Game Awards? We don't normally talk about video games. Yeah, it's, the movie, it's a movie podcast. What, what's it going is. on? But what's we also going t- on here, But what Dad? else do we talk about in this podcast? We don't just talk about movies. We also talk about... TV shows. TV shows. Okay. A what, little bit. Okay, let's talk... What, what game? What game? Why you talk about games on movies? There was some. There was a trailer for a really cool uh, new Star Wars property that I'm excited about, but that's not what I'm here for. No, it's because they did show a trailer for an upcoming huge budget sci-fi television show. Ooh, first trailer in a long time. Ever since Steven Spielberg was attached to this project as the showrunner, and then that kind of got passed along, and now you know, kind of languished in development hell. For years, Neil Blomkamp was attached to it for a little bit. And anyway, finally, we have a real 
trailer for the show. So it tells us the light is at the end of the tunnel, even though the show could be terrible. I'm choosing to be optimistic. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know what I'm talking about? You need to tell. Come on, Dad. Tell you, us. I know what it is, but I want yeah, you to I tell us. Yeah, I want you to. I, want, I just want to do. No, 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 no. I want to pretend like I'm clueless. Come on, Dad. Tell us what is it? What's the show? Now you're being weird. What's the sci-fi anyway, show? Anyway, it's uh the new live action <gasps> Cinemax. <laughs> the Cinemax Showtime. Um, Halo show. What? Yes. That's so crazy. Yeah, I, the, I don't understand what's happening. <laughs> what do you mean? I just don't understand what you're doing. I like being like, you're like, what is it? Ooh, what's it going to be? You know? But you already knew what it was going to be. Yeah, but they didn't. I don't really understand. They didn't know what it was going to be. I don't even understand what you, what you're going for. What are you doing? What are you talking about? <laughs> what are you? Why don't you understand it? I want you to to uh, tell me what you think about, uh, you know, Halo in general as a show. As a show? Yeah, are you excited about it, the Halo show? Yes. Do you I like do. Halo in, in general? Why are you, game? Now you're being weird. <laughs> I'm being weird. Yes, I like Halo, and I love playing Halo, and I watched the, sh- the Halo show that was, like, CGI'd. Oh, that was pretty bad. I watched, I, I love Halo. I played the new Halo. Um, but yeah, Pablo Schreiber is going to be playing who's, as Master Chief. Who's Master Chief? Pablo Scheider. <laughs> That's like trying to pull up so I could see if you knew who he was. What? It's Schreiber. <laughs> it's Schreiber? Yes. Um, honestly, he's going to be, he's, he's been in a lot of things that I don't think you've seen. Like Law and Order, The Wire, Orange is the New Black. He's a huge douchebag in Orange is the New Black. Do any of these things sound familiar to you? Yes, they sound familiar. I've just never seen them. Yeah, exactly. I really, I'm going through it, and I don't think you've seen a single one of these movies or TV shows. Here, have you seen Army Wives? Have you seen The Good Wife? Mm, no. Yeah. Orange is the New Black is the only <laughs> thing. Anyway, no. He's playing his Master Chief. It doesn't really matter, right? Because Master Chief doesn't take his helmet off. And I hope that he doesn't take his helmet off in this and they kind of do a stop doing the YMCA dance. I hope that he does keeps his helmet on like a like um in the Mandalorian. But they take it off in the Mandalorian. Yeah, but like at the very end of the first season. And most of ninety percent of the time he has it on. And you see it a lot in the second season. As long as Pablo Schreiber never takes it off. What if he takes it off like twice? No. Don't take it off. We've seen him with his helmet off before. We know his no, name. We haven't ever seen him with his helmet off before. Yeah, when he's a little kid. We oh He's a little kid. That doesn't count. Yes, it does. <laughs> I would. I would have baby in a Master Chief costume. Anyway, we are really. We're just really dragging this out. I was you're just right. excited to tell everybody that the Halo show has a new trailer. Check it out, even if you're not a Halo fan. If you just like sci-fi, I think the trailer looks pretty good. Yeah, pretty darn good. And Halo's good. Have, did you watch the trailer? No. What a douche. What? What? Terrible show prep. You didn't even watch the trailer before we came in here. To you talk about Halo. You didn't talk. You never told me you were, you were going to. I should about have turned Halo. it on and had you like live watch it while we were on the air. That would have been cool. Let's do it. People love listening to people watching trailers. <laughs> 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 anyway, let's um take a deep breath, move past all this. We're resetting. We're going to be more organized moving forward. Oh, okay. Now we're going to have a really deep, really intellectual conversation. About Greg Matola's Super, Super Bad. Bad, which is not a very deep, very intellectual movie. That's that's that, that would be rude. 
What do you mean? That is a deep and intellectual movie. Okay, some parts about it, sure. But Seth, not a very deep or intellectual man. Oh, man. He's already already unorganized. Naming characters and people don't know who they are. You want to introduce the movie. Oh, my God. Fortunately for you, most people saw Superbad. It was a huge hit whenever it came out. Um, I knew I was a big fan. It was the name that made uh, McLovin a household. I love McLovin. Yeah, so did everybody else. Um, I made uh, Christopher Mintz-Platt's Platt's career uh, right out of, right out the gate. He was a big, big star. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so we watched we watched Adventureland like we said before. Um, trying to see how Solomon feels about some of these coming of age movies that I grew up with. Granted, Adventureland came out when I was an adult, probably my early twenties. Um, Adventureland. Breaking Bad, I believe, came super out. Super Bad. Super Bad, sorry. <laughs> I keep wanting Breaking Bad. I know. It's, um, not super Bad. When, do you remember what the release date for that was? I'm trying to think of how old I would be. I don't know why I'm trying to date myself so much. I, I have no idea. Why would I know that? When, it came, when the release date was? Yeah, do you think I like, I thought read the, the I thought during our, in our, during our it's show. It's 2007 when I was born. Yes, yeah, so that's all. It was when you were born? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Huh. So 14 years so ago. So I wasn't a teenager when I saw Super Bad. But I basically was. I was like 21. Well. Anyway, so um, most people have seen this movie. I don't think we need to really have to. We don't really have to rehash the plot too much except for the parts where I find it amusing to make you do so. Um, but, yeah, Superbad was directed by Greg Matola, starring a lot a of people. very, I think, first movie, first or second movie, very young Jonah Hill. Uh, Michael Sarah was already pretty established at this point. Um, Love Michael Sarah. So do I. And this is back when he still looked really young and like not- a normal person and not like a weird old water hag. <laughs> he doesn't look like a, he doesn't look like a water hag. He just looks like a old child now. It's very odd. Yes, he looks like a long man. Maybe I'm yeah. aware. He also kind of looks like a spoon. <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't know. Michael Sarah now, when he's like in his mid thirties, I think he looks like a spoon. You called someone. You said someone else looked like a spoon in another show, and I thought it was. You called like some kids look. You said that some kids are like spoons. <laughs> what? You did. I don't remember saying that. We were watching. We were watching. Um, you're watching a Sweet Home, and you said the little kids look like spoons. Oh, those kids did look like spoons too. <laughs> I don't know even know what that means. I don't know. You look at a spoon. You look at Michael Sarah <laughs> as an adult. <laughs> <laughs> and you see the same. It looks thing. the same. Um, but yeah, these. The, uh, so a couple of things I want to get into um, as we go discuss this movie. Um, one, again, don't answer these questions now. I'm just setting them up for later. Um, I'm interested to see like you've you've seen most of these actors as people in their 30s. You know what I mean. So you're getting to see them now when they're starting off and they're just kind of you know starting to hit it big. Um, like Bill Hader, Seth Rogen. Yeah, I mean, they had already Emma been Emma Stone, they, my favorite person in the whole wide world. I don't world. think Emma Stone. I think Emma Stone. This was a really early role. Jonah Hill. I'm pretty sure Seth Rogen had been around a little bit. Bill Hader had been around, you know, in SNL. But yeah, career, movie career wise, this was kind of was kind of the starting point for some of them. Um, but before we have to do my favorite part of every single show, and oh, I have no. to ask oh, you, no. please don't. To please give us a quick plot synopsis of Superbad. All right, I'm 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 gonna nail it. Okay. Two boys gotta get booze for a party. 
they get up to some shenanigans. That's good. Good job. But there's three boys. Yeah, but there's so many two boys are trying to get the booze. Like, they need to get it. What is McLovin doing? McLovin, he is just requested to get the booze for them. Okay. I mean, it's a technicality. It is a technicality. I'll, I'll allow it. So, Evan is played by... Jonah Hill. Evan is played by Michael Sarah. Evan is played by Michael Sarah. <laughs> Seth is played by Seth. Jonah Hill. It's very confusing because some of these people's real names are in there. Evan is played by Michael Sarah. Fogel slash McLovin. It. Wait, did you say Seth is played by Michael Sarah? I don't know who's Seth. <laughs> no, Seth is played by Jonah, Jonah Hill. Hill. Evan is Michael Sarah, and Fogel is played by Chris. Christopher Mintzplatz. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, uh, Jonah Hill in this movie, he is, he's hilarious. And I know that everybody says, well, he's like, has a heart of gold. He seems sweet. He's like my least favorite kind of person. In fact, the first time I watched Superbad, while I did think it was very funny, I found him so deeply unpleasant. He's like the kind of horn dog imbecile that's just aggravates the crap out of me in mm-hmm. movies. I did not hang out with people like that whenever I was a teenager because I found them annoying, and I found it annoying in this movie. So annoying that I didn't feel bad for him whenever he finds out that his best friend is going off to college without him. I was glad. I was like, this is what college is for, moving up, moving past people like you, growing away from your creepy, creepy, date-rapey vibes. Um, okay. Watching it again, I realized maybe it's a little bit too harsh and judgmental whenever I first saw it because it didn't seem... No, 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 no. You're not <laughs> drinking my water. You're all sick. Okay. You didn't need to announce what I was doing to the whole podcast. Uh, I wanted everyone to know that you were trying to drink my water with your sick, sick, disease-ridden mouth. No, 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 no. <laughs> anyway, so what did you think? Was I overly harsh when I first saw it? Um, was I just too sheltered? Who knows? How did you how did, how did you respond to Jonah Hill's character? Um, He's really annoying, but he's really funny. So, and also, me and my friends are all really weird. I mean, we're not, like, that terrible and, um, like, objectifying women like that. Uh, we're actually good people. Oh, my gosh. But. Don't need to plug yourself on your own show. Uh, we actually love women uh, out here in, um, I don't know. Solomon land. <laughs> yeah, with the boys. Um, but, yeah, he's really annoying. I don't find him. I don't. I, but he was funny, like I said. Do you think you'd be friends with him? Would he be your BFF? I don't think he'd be my BFF, but I feel like I could be friends with him. But that's also because I'm friends with everyone. Mm. Okay. What about Michael Sarah? Michael Sarah, I love Michael Sarah. Michael Sarah, I love Michael Sarah. I would be friends with Michael Sarah. <laughs> I know. Shh. Yeah, uh, I can. Uh, I could definitely relate to Michael Sarah's character a lot more. However, I just couldn't understand when I first watched it why he would be friends with Seth with Seth the whole time. He was yeah, me either. Deeply obnoxious. I like I like McLovin way more. So, um, or Fogel. You mentioned that Emma Stone was in this movie. Mm-hmm. First time I had ever seen her, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, she's an angel. <laughs> so Solomon's introduction to Emma Stone was kind of roundabout. It's not one of the movies that's considered like one of her. I don't know. It's not considered a classic, even though I think it's a vastly underrated movie. Um, and that was in the movie with Emma Stone. It's Easy A. Nope, that's not where you got introduced to her. Oh. Good. Oh, no. It's with Ryan Gosling. Yeah. 
and it's like Steve love, Carell. Love, sad, breaky heart. Yep, that was it. That's the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy, stupid love. Mm-hmm. That's what I said. Love, sad, breaky heart. Yeah. That's what you said, all right. Um, so that was your first movie. Then we watched Easy A, which kind of solidified your love uh, infatuation with Emma Stone. Um, you still haven't seen La La Land, mm-hmm. which is Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone again. Oh, my God. And it's a musical. Oh. Um, and there's dancing. Oh. Oh, my gosh. That's <laughs> enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. But, yeah, how did, you, how did you find Emma Stone in this? you think that you understand how she became a star after this movie? Yes, I'm in love with her. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's fine. It's a little bit aggressive. She's probably gonna put out a restraining order against you now. I'm really sorry. She's a she's she's great, and she should not be dating Seth. That stupid pile of trash, not attractive man. Yeah, this is something that Greg Matola does. uh, You know, in at least in his early movies. Um, by the way, you don't know this, what this reference is, so I don't even know why I'm telling you, but he's actually directing the new Fletch movie. Um, aren't you excited about that? <laughs> I don't even know what that is. <laughs> I didn't think you would. Um, but yeah, but it, yeah, both of his movies um, definitely have this, uh, I mean, I know it's a trope, so it's not even worth like really getting all my panties in a twist about. But is it? Ugly people dating the hottest we, people in the world. You don't have to say ugly people, but yeah, like the the, <laughs> the, sh- nerd. the schlubby nerd guy getting not just the girl, but the the, the girl. girl. I mean, you have Jesse Eisenberg gets uh, K Stews in Adventureland. Well, you're like in love with K Stews. I'm not in love with her. I just think she's really good, and I think that people gave her a bad rap for a long time. I think Jesse Eisenberg with K Stews is perfectly normal. Okay, so you think it's more likely that I think it's Jesse Eisenberg would beat out your man crush for the girl. Well, if your man crush the is... Ryan Reynolds? If your man crush is sleeping... Yeah, I get he's a scumbag, but I'm just saying the whole the, the director's in charge of that, right? The, the writers are in charge of that. They made him a scumbag. They still made it to where Jesse Eisenberg yeah, but beats he's like Ryan fun, Reynolds he's for funny, the girl. And he's actually like vaguely like he like he's... Okay looking. Seth. I never said, you're the one who said ugly. I just said schlubby, nerdy people. Well, he's a nerd, but he's fun and he's cool and he like, he's cool. Um, And Seth, though, wasn't fun to be around, isn't attractive in any way. He's got nothing going for him. That's really rude to Jonah Hill. No. But he is a douchebag in the movie. His character is a terrible person. Yeah, there was not for one second. There was no redeeming quality about him. Normally, at the end of a movie like this, you should be happy, right? You should be like um, excited. The nerdy guy got the girl, right? The the nerdy guy is supposed to be all of us. He's supposed to represent just the every man. You know what I mean? And say we could make you leave the movie theater feeling like maybe you could get your own Emma Stone one day. Mm-hmm. But even when I saw this movie originally, that actually irritated me. It annoyed me so much that she was going out with him. He had a crappy personality. I did not think that he ever got a really good redemption arc. And, um, yeah, I was just irritated that Emma Stone was going out with him, not just because of how unrealistic it was. I mean, he I was, bet Jonah Hill now could date Emma Stone. Like, sh- a real Jonah Hill. Sure. But, like, he was, he, like, I don't even know how she found him funny. 
<laughs> yeah, I know. It was just annoying. Everything about him was awful. And Michael Sarah, who was really nice, he got the, you know. His girl. His, but he just feels like. That girl was no Emma Stone. No that's one just, is Emma Stone. I was saying. He, that, wasn't, that wasn't a fair. That wasn't a fair trade-off. No, it wasn't. It would be more believable if that girl would have ended up with Seth. Yeah, that's true. Also, uh, she wasn't very funny either. Ah, what a ripoff. Michael Sarah got ripped off in Superbad. The girl that he dated didn't have a very good personality, and she wasn't very funny. Yeah, they got they got opposites. <laughs> Michael Sarah got screwed. Oh, Superbad has such bad messages. McLovin, McLovin's the best. He wins everything. Oh, uh, so the one sad thing about McLovin, I didn't notice it. Uh, the movie actually, I feel like, I mean, this is probably normal because I'm old and older and wiser now. But the movie had kind of grown away from me. I did find the movie kind of draggy whenever we watched it. Whenever we watched it again, did you think it was kind of draggy, or did you think the pacing was pretty spot on? I thought the pacing was pretty spot on, honestly. What was what was uh, one of your favorite funny moments? My favorite funny moments, the very beginning. What? There was a there was a thing that he said. I can't say any of it because it was all it was a curse word. <laughs> Okay, well, give me a general idea. What was it that he says at the beginning? He says, um, so the girls are asking him to buy alcohol, and they're like, you know, you scratch our back, I'll okay, scratch okay. yours. I got it, I got it. But they no, don't. No, no, don't say that. Don't, don't, you don't have to repeat the whole joke. And, if they're, and he's like, Oh, my God, that's enough. <laughs> you know, move us into rated R territory. I'm not going to say the bad word. But it's a, it's a sexual innuendo that's pretty graphic, so if you get anywhere close to it, you don't matter if you say the bad word. Yeah, but it's it's always fine. It's <laughs> hilarious though. It made me laugh really hard. Yeah, that was really funny. Um, what about any of the stuff with the cops played by Bill Hader and Seth Rogen? They were awesome. I just felt good. Yeah. Everything with McLovin and the cops. Yeah, I mean there was like a it's a very genial, like hangout movie. You know what I mean? So it's not that it's not that I didn't enjoy hanging out with all the people. And I didn't feel as gross as I did whenever I first watched it. Because when I first watched it, you know, I'd seen a lot of rated R kind of raunchy comedies, but I don't know if this one felt more real. It kind of like that guy just made me really skeeved out. Well, yeah, he's a scumbag. Um, Sorry, we're still talking about Seth. Seth, yeah, Jonah Hill's character. Not Seth Rogen. We love Seth no, Rogen. Not, not, yeah, exactly. He was funny. Yeah, Seth Rogen and Bill Hader, they were hilarious the whole time. But they spend so much time separating that, that trio of people that I feel like they shouldn't have done that, maybe. No, I don't they should. Know. They should. There's two stories. Yeah, I know, but that was kind of the issue. The stories didn't overlap quite enough, and so it kind of felt like there was two different movies going on. Movies do that all the time. It's a subplot. I understand God. that, but why would they, they don't need to separate McLovin from the other two guys. It was like really funny when they were making fun of him. Yeah, but it's also really funny when McLovin, the nerd, is now hanging out with cops shooting guns, capturing the bad guys. I think it's really funny when he takes like 18 beers to go, the cops do. Yeah. He's like, can I get 21 beers to go? It's <laughs> like drink driving the entire time. Yeah. Um. So what was your top uh, cringiest moment? Did you ever have any moments that made you feel really uncomfortable where you wanted to crawl out of your skin? Oh, what was it? I remember where I wanted to die. Come on. Let's think of it. Let's think of it. We got to get it out there. I mean, I actually can't think of any now that I think about it. <laughs> you have to be able to name one cringy movement moment in Superbad. Oh, what... You name a cringy moment. I have I have seen it like a million times. So for me, none of the moments like are that cringy anymore. Obviously, the um, period stain part is like was when the movie came out was like the height of 
you know, cringiness. But I didn't find that very cringy anymore. I didn't anymore. find it very cringy. Um, so, yeah, I don't know if, like, society's just moved on. I also on. didn't find it funny. Yeah, I didn't find it very funny either. It wasn't very cringy. I didn't also, like when I saw it in the movie theater, I didn't understand what happened because I like, missed the line of dialogue where the guy, where the person says it, so I couldn't understand what it was supposed to even have been happening. Yeah. I, I just found it gross. <laughs> was it cringy? I wasn't, like, uncomfortable, and I didn't find it funny. Um, what about whenever uh, whenever Jonah Hill's character keeps, like, making all those inappropriate, um, you know, sexual gestures? Right behind Emma Stone. Once again, I decided just found it annoying. Yeah. I didn't find it cringy. There was one I felt really awful, and I just can't think of what it was. Well, that's not helpful well, for a I discussion. Know. I know it's not helpful. I'm sorry, but I'm trying to think of because I would imagine there would have to be something with um, with Michael Sarah's character because I wouldn't have felt embarrassed for Seth. Seth. Um, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I can't, I also can't think of what it, what it would have been. Yeah, exactly. That's the issue, dad. That's the issue. Yeah. That's a little bit upsetting that you don't have a single cringy moment. Well, all the moments were either just annoying or, or gross or stupid. All the moments. You said you <laughs> liked this movie. And you said all the moments. <laughs> that's not what I meant. Um, so just skip that question overall, um, as a coming of age movie, how do you think it worked? Do you, do you, did you feel, I didn't even consider it a coming of age movie. No. I didn't feel like anyone was coming of age. Well, okay. I felt like people were. It's a high school movie. Let's just say that then. As a high school movie, what did you think? Did you feel? Did it feel like you could relate to it? Just, I mean, you don't have to say that it's like exactly like your your life or anything. Yeah, because I mean? I'm not a senior, and you know, I don't like have to buy alcohol for all my friends. Um, you're like they buy it for me. <laughs> sure, but. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know how I feel. I just thought it just it felt like a generally feel good. This is a fun movie. Like I feel like I could turn it on in the background, see some something funny and laugh, and then like like if she's like a fun party movie. Uh, how do you think it held up age wise? I mean, this is a movie that came out whenever I was Great. a wee lad, right before you were born. Yeah, Great. didn't okay. feel like an old movie to you? No, it just felt like a movie. But modern, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. thoroughly thoroughly modern movie. Yep. How do you like them cell phones? Cell phones, love them. <laughs> They're very cool. That's what I'm beginning for you now to get rid of this iPhone addiction that you have. It's not an addiction. It is. It's just a thing that I need. Your screen time thing said that your screen time average is 6.5 hours a day. My screen time was off, and that's also probably inaccurate. It's probably like 12 hours a day. That's even worse. <laughs> Flip oh, phone. I use my phone a lot. Back to the flip phone. I don't like, sometimes I don't even play games. I just play games with my phone. Oh, one last thing. One thing I actually could relate to because I'd I'd gotten myself into some situations like this in college um, that I really related to was whenever they go to that adult's party on accident. Right? You've been to parties like that? Whenever I was in. The game. What? The game. I mean, I got, whenever I was in, whenever I was in film school. You would meet people out, and they would invite you to parties. And I was 19, and you get there, and it's like a lot of 30-year-old, 30, 30 some-odd, like, aspiring actors. And, yeah, like, there'd be a lot, of, a lot of hard drugs. And it was I remember the first time that happened to me, I was just terrified. Cocaine? You, you want to leave? I wasn't doing any cocaine. I know you weren't doing the cocaine, but, yes. like. Yes. Yeah. That's, what do you think these all these people are doing? Oh, my 
my goodness. And it was like, I just remember being so scared and I wanted to leave, but like I had get, gotten a ride there with somebody. So that's why that scene kind of stuck out to me as it was like, it was actually like too realistic. It scared, it like brought back some PTSD. But what did you think about that scene? Do you think it was funny or did it seem like it was like a scary situation to you? Eh. <laughs> I didn't feel much about it. Yeah. I honestly, that whole area was probably like, I didn't find it very funny. And like I said, I just don't, I don't think that part was very good for me. It didn't do it. It didn't do much for me. Yeah, it was really draggy too. Yeah, it felt like it, it didn't like. Like I said, I said earlier the pacing was good, but that part, I mean, I'm not saying I was bored or when I was watching it. It just wasn't. I didn't find it funny. And the movie's kind of grounded in a type of reality. Mm. So whenever he's like putting beer into detergent containers, that just seemed really stupid. I mean, I know this is not the kind of movie. He was trying to get alcohol, though, and he's desperate. Yeah, but it just seemed really, really dumb. And that seems like a a high school thing, high schooler thing to do. Okay, maybe so. But I'm just being overly logical, knowing that how much you would have to rinse those things out to get all the soap out of them. He would have been in there for like an hour rinsing all those things out to get all the soap out. Well, sure. And And nobody wants to drink beer that's been poured out of something else into something else. Obviously, I get there it, could I be get roofies it, I get it. in there. Well, that's not the only reason. It's also because it's gross and it would be all flat and warm. They want alcohol. They are seniors. If you showed up at a girl's house who asked you to buy all these specific things with two bleach bottles full <laughs> of stale ass beer. It wasn't bleach. It was laundry detergent. Either way. <laughs> That's still, no one's going to be drinking that, and no one's going to be impressed, and they're probably not going to let you into their party at all. Well, that might be true. I wouldn't know. Also, I felt like you were a little bit too overly sad whenever that bottle of Goldschlager got uh, broken. That was really sad. Well, I was really sad. You really wanted the underage people to have too much underage booze? But that was the one that Michael Cera was getting for his, 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 the person he liked, and he was really sad. What did, uh, what did, what was it that, um... It was called Gold Slick. Well, yeah, but because they can't use the real Gold Slugger, but it's just Gold Slugger. Okay. Um, what was it that, that, um, Jonah Hill's character did that won over Emma Stone? Just be his not charming self? I can't remember. I feel like he did... At the very end of the movie? Yeah, I feel like there was some... He was like, you wouldn't get with a guy like me... I'm I'm nothing. You're you're a wonderful, glorious angel from heaven. You're you are wonderful, beautiful. He's like I suck. I'm I'm just a schlub. So that's what he did, <laughs> and that worked. Yeah. Just so you know, that does not work. Let's go try it. You mean let's go try after it. this? After we finish recording this, we're gonna go down the street. You're going to find a lady that you think is uh, nice looking. Go up to her and tell her what a worthless loser you are and see if that makes it to where she okay, wants to Okay, that's you. stupid. And that's not what happened. That's just as you just now said happened. But he already was like doggy doo making her laugh with her, his inappropriate jokes. I guess we can't repeat any of them. They're too inappropriate. Mm-hmm. Uh, how some very dirty hand gestures. Well, we're getting to the end. So um, I guess overall... Overall thoughts about um, about Superbad. Where where do you think kind of think it falls in your pantheon of uh, you know raunchy adult comedies? And how raunchy did you find it? Because I remember when I saw it again, yeah. I was kind of sheltered and whatever. I thought it was like the raunchiest movie I'd ever seen in my life. Nah, 
<laughs> I'm just too permissive with you. He didn't think it was that raunchy at all. I didn't think it was too bad. I thought it was some some things were a bit gross, but I wasn't like, ew, yuck, that's nasty, you know. Well, sure. I've, I I'm a high school man. Yeah, I mean, honestly, other than that, the, like I said, the, other than like the period stain scene, which just seemed kind of it's like a dated joke. It wasn't even that funny. It wasn't that gross either. It's just kind of yeah. whatever. But um, other than that, it's really not a gross-out movie. The only gross thing really is Seth's personality. <laughs> yep. But it's not and like it's not like American Pie where it's like the American, the, no, not the American, the wonderful, glorious girl that is Emma Stone. Yes. Emma Stone, we love you. Um, we might try. Um, I don't know how much to get Emma Stone on I mean, the we, podcast. Yes. <laughs> we might try. I was going to call her later on this afternoon anyway. So while I'm on the horn with her, I'll just see if she can stop by. <laughs> on the horn with her? That's what us old people say. Oh, you're so old. Because back whenever I was a kid, we didn't even have phones. We had horns tied together with shoestrings. Nice. Horns. <laughs> Not cans. Horns. No, we didn't have cans back then. Cans. <laughs> what? That came later. Horns. We were still drinking out of horns. Okay. You, sh- Let- you don't drink out of cans. Okay, actually, you do. Yeah. You don't drink out of cans. But that's what the cans they're using. They're using bean cans. I'm talking about horns. So stop talking about cans. I don't know who brought cans up. I don't know why you're talking about horns. All right, continue. What were you going to say? What's your? What were you going to do? I can't remember now. You derailed me by asking if I was going to call Emma Stone and ask her to be on the podcast. Well. I can't even remember what my train of thought was even close to going. You don't even have a train of thought. I am the train. Choo-choo. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, all right. So I'm not going to give the movie a score because I, I saw it. I really loved it whenever I first saw it. And it's not my it's not the movie's fault that I got old and don't find it as, quite as amusing as I used to. I still thought it was a, a great watch. But, yeah, where would you rank it on, uh, you know, comedies that you've seen? Eight out of ten super goods. <laughs> super goods? Yeah, that's how I'll give it. Um, but yeah, so I mean, okay, so they have the rating now, but I'm just yeah, saying like, rating, how, yeah. where would you compare it to? Like uh, other comedies that you've seen that you liked? What comedies have I seen? I've seen a lot of movies. Um, I thought it was really funny and I was having a good time. I was like, I felt, I just felt good. Okay. You know, I was like in a good mood. Um, I wasn't, I was like tired, but I felt like relaxed, you know? I mean, we already let you watch, uh, Super bad. So if we have people that are angry that you're getting to watch these movies, I mean, it does say unless accompanied by an adult, and you're accompanied by an adult, so they can, you know, suck it. <laughs> but okay. I was gonna say it, it might be interesting, not necessarily this week because we have Spider-Man coming up, but um, it might be interesting to kind of do a dive into the different types of going a little bit earlier, so you can kind of see what um, these kind of raunch coms, these high school movies were like, you know. Going back a decade and then back maybe another decade. So the, I guess the previous, the ni- the 90s, I guess it would be. The big one is American Pie. Do you know what's crazy? The 90s are 30 years ago. I know, it is crazy. I know that. 30. Yes, I know. 30 whole years. Well, actually, was American Pie in the 90s or is it 2000? I, I'm, I'm assuming you haven't seen American Pie. I haven't. Yeah. Um, American Pie. Let me assure you that the... Movie is not about that. Drove my Chevy to the levee, but the levee was dry. It's about a man who has sex with a pie. Are you? Are you serious? Nineteen ninety nine. So it did come out. No, 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 no. Are you serious? What? About what? He has sex with the pie. 
Yes. That's not what the movie's about, but that actually does happen. So you get a you get an idea of the level of uh, gross out comedy that Do we're doing. Do we see his penis? Oh my gosh! <laughs> no, it's not a porno movie. Well, Jeez. I don't think is is that Solomon? Is that a, uh, oh my gosh! I feel like you're going to say something really inappropriate any second. You already did. You already took it too far. <laughs> no, I didn't. What are you doing? Stop whispering. It's making it sound even creepier. I wish we would have ended this podcast like three minutes ago. Yeah, you should have. You sound like a psychopath. <laughs> what? All right. Well, next week we are going to be talking about Spider-Man. I'm really, really excited. We probably, um, I'm not going to make any promises, but I think we might be able to snag some guests to join us on the on the show. Um, normally we have one rule about guests, and that is that they're not here. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, the preference would be we keep, a, you know, a cross-generational thing going. So we, you know, would like prefer to have the different points of view. Also, I'm doing that mostly because I don't like to be the only old person um, in the booth. But in this case, we probably I'll just have to be the only old person in here. I want I want only kids. I want like two other three year olds in the, in the booth. Three year olds. <laughs> yeah. We can turn on like Spider-Man. All right. Now you're just rambling. So let's go ahead and just uh, have you take us take us on out of here. Well, you also have to take us on out of here. No, go ahead. You can do Fo- the whole thing. Follow- I'm actually nope. just walking out of the studio. No, follow I'm leaving. Follow us on getting the pit. Follow us on getting Solomon. On Instagram. <laughs> Why are you doing that? <laughs> and? You're going to say it in a normal, non-whispering voice. Follow us on Kin the Pig on Instagram. And? On RogueMediaNetwork.com. Until next time. Bye. Make sure you subscribe. Follow us on Kid Stays in the Picture on Instagram. Or follow us on RogueMediaNetwork.com. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast.